know what time it is, the clock's not wrong All blown up on ringscoops.com We bring a unique take on the world of pro wrestling It's evident, no debate, we're better than we ever been We do it like no other podcast can We're the best, get hit with the suplex, man So don't get it twisted like a sharpshooter Yo, here we go, here we go Brainbuster, piledriver, moonsault, tombstone Superman punch to the dome Hello wrestling world, welcome to another episode of All Blown Up right here on ringscoops.com. I am your host, that ringscoops guy, recording this on Tuesday, May 5th, 2020, Cinco de Mayo. That's right, recording this at 8.50pm Pacific Standard Time. Put the timestamp on there in case anything changes from now until... The, I don't know, the next podcast or whenever you're listening to this, you guys get an idea of when I'm recording this. Um, I'm, I'm excited, man, because one hour from now, new episode of Dark Side of the Ring about Herb Abrams and the U, UWF. Um, one of the episodes this season I've been looking forward to, I, and I hope it delivers. Uh, some of the, I've been trying to avoid spoilers, but some of the feedback that I saw on Twitter tonight... Uh, really sounded promising and I'm really really looking forward to it there was a lot of things that I wanted to talk about uh, this week on All Blown Up there was a couple of uh, things that I I had written down in my notes and then I remembered that I wanted to dedicate this show pretty much as uh, predictions for this coming Sunday's Money in the Bank pay-per-view but I'm just going to briefly talk about a couple topics and then I'm going to jump right in to the predictions. Don't know how long this episode is going to be. You know what? The duration doesn't matter. As long as I'm able to get in, shoot my shot, get what I need done, and pop right back out, that's all that matters, right? So, I saw a tweet uh, earlier this week, a couple days ago, from uh, uh, Leo Rush, where he had hinted and talked about and teased that, that he might be done with professional wrestling. And I found that to be very interesting. Um, who knows what the tweet really means who knows if, if, if it's true if he's going to retire or not uh, is there maybe some news that we may you know not know about yet is he going to get released is there something going on with his health his family uh, is there any legal problems did he just lose his passion we, we don't know right uh, very unfortunate though that if Leo Rush does uh, end up Retiring and, and no longer competing, and it's, it's a very sad thing. Uh, Leo Rush is a very talented individual. He may have some attitude problems, some of the stuff that's uh, gotten himself in trouble over the last couple of years. But there's no doubt about it. The man can talk. He can work. He's got a hell of a look. Uh, he's definitely, you know, something that Bobby Heenan said about Shawn Michaels way back in the day was he was the wrestler of the 90s. Leo Rush, in my opinion, is the wrestler of the 2020s he's got the look of today's wrestler he can get the job done in the ring he can talk in the mic he can talk people into seats and that's that's a hell of a combo right there that's the it factor in 2020 and he's got it so if if he's done then that's sad earlier today uh, the Bella Twins autobiography uh, incomparable was released 
Uh, last couple of uh, weeks, I've been watching uh, Total Bellas, and I've, I've seen that where they were talking about you know writing their book, the process of writing it, um, especially about a, uh, you know part of their childhood with their uh, with their parents, um, with the uh, abuse of the of the father and whatnot, and reconnecting you know many years later with their father, and trying to rebuild you know uh, a, a connection you know rebuild family with their father and uh talking about the book and it's very emotional stuff every week on total bellas very very intriguing um it's good to watch that the you know the healing process is uh in full full effect at least for the twins and their book that they were talking about that they were having like you know the mother you know read and approve and all that stuff the book was released today I picked up a copy on Amazon for Kindle. It was only twelve ninety nine. It's not bad, good price. I would have paid a little bit more, but still twelve ninety nine, really good price. I, I I have not read it yet. It was just this morning um, that I ordered it. Later on tonight, maybe after Dark Side of the Ring and after I record this and put it out there too, uh, dedicate some time, you know, maybe an hour or two, and and read, start reading the book, and uh, hopefully next week. I could talk a little bit more about it if I don't finish it by then and just give a whole book review. I've never actually ever, I don't think I've ever done that before. I don't think I've ever given a book review on a podcast. So that should be interesting. Something to look forward to. And also real quick, before I jump into money in the bank predictions as well, uh, big news, uh, very happy news. Uh, I just got confirmation just a little while ago that over at the ProWrestlingTees.com slash ringscoops shop, again, that's ProWrestlingTees.com slash ring scoops that we have a new t-shirt available for sale right now it is the gorilla position that's right the gorilla position yeah check it out man prowrestlingtees.com slash ring scoops the gorilla position and uh, you know we've got some uh, some more T-shirts up there as well. The Parts Unknown University, we got the Have It Your Way T-shirt as well. And it's a work for those Star Wars fans out there. Instead of you know, instead of uh, it's a trap, it's a work. So I think we got a great lineup of T-shirts over there. So head on out over there right now. ProWrestlingTees.com/slash/RingScoops. ProWrestlingTees.com/slash Ring scoops. Now, one last thing to get to before money in the bank predictions. It won't take too long. I need to take a swig of my iced tea. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Money in the bank is this Sunday. It's going to be taking place in uh, Stamford, Connecticut. Actually, I don't even know if the whole event's going to take place in Sanford, Connecticut at the headquarters. Or if uh, they're going to you know, have some of it at the Performance Center and then do the Money in the Bank match itself at the, at the headquarters in Sanford. Um, but according to Wikipedia, it just it says here, uh, Stanford, Connecticut, WWE Global Headquarters. Tagline for this event is Climb the Corporate Ladder. And uh, let's just get right to the normal matches, and then we'll talk about the Money in the Bank matches. Uh, according to Wikipedia here, six matches. We've got a Fatal 4-Way Tag Team Match for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championship. 
We got the New Day, consisting of Big E and Kofi Kingston defending the championships against The Miz and John Morrison. And uh, also defending against the Forgotten Sons, the members um, Steve Cutler and Jackson Riker. Well, actually it says and or Wesley Blake. So who knows uh, what combination. Uh, versus the Lucha House Party, Grand Metalik and Lince Dorado. And, and Kalisto's no longer there, huh? I haven't seen Kalisto in a while. Hmm. I wonder what he's doing. Uh, Fatal four-way match here for the Tag Team Championship. We got Miz Morrison, uh, New Day, uh, Forgotten Sons, and Lucha House Party. Um, let's see here. You know, it'd be nice if Lucha House Party shocked the world and got the belts, right? I would not put it past the WWE to actually give the belts to the Forgotten Sons. I wouldn't give it to him this early. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to Miz and Morrison grabbing him again. The New Day, you know, the New Day is kind of tricky, man. I know, like after three years, everybody was like, "Oh, it's an old act, it's stupid, and all that stuff." And I was almost on the fence, but then about last year, I was finally like, "All right, I think maybe they should split the New Day up." You know, during Kofi's title run, right? Because Kofi's a world champ, WWE champion. And you got, you got Biggie and you had uh, Xavier Woods. And they were still doing the comedy act. And, like, I get it. I mean, that's cool. I, I'm not saying that they should have just completely dropped it. But I, I, I would have preferred a more serious Kofi Kingston with subtle comedy as opposed to full-blown-out comedy and a subtle of serious when he needs to be kind of thing. Just a personal preference. I'm not bashing one over the other or anything like that, like a lot of other people did. Um, I'm trying to stay in the middle because I do appreciate and do get entertained by both versions of Kofi Kingston. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I think the New Day, I think the act, I think it's, I really do think it's finally ran its course, uh, to be honest with you. I really do. Um, so, uh, hopefully, I'm over here messing around with the iPad too much. Uh, recording this on the iPad, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, not the uh, computer with the whole studio set up like I normally do. Uh, it's kind of kind of late, 9 p.m., right? Not too late. I mean, I'm, I'm getting old. Well, I digress. Uh, if I had to pick a winner, I would I would, I would would love to see Miz and Morrison get the belts again. I uh, I, I would, wouldn't mind seeing Lucha House Party. As, as long as, and I'm not, I'm not hating when I say this, any any team but the New Day. Give give the belts to, preferably Miz and Morrison, and then have Forgotten Sons continue to develop their characters on SmackDown to the point where we care about them and we want to see them as champions. If you're not gonna do that, then give it to uh, Lucha House Party for a while. All right, now we got the uh, women's SmackDown Women's Championship match. Tamina challenges Bailey. A uh, nice fresh match. Uh, Tamina's been around a while, but she's been around on and off. So anytime that she's gone and comes back, she's still such a fresh character, in my opinion. She's on a different brand than Nia Jax, so they're not pairing them up. So she's not doing the tag team thing. She's not being the sidekick to anybody. She's doing her own thing, and that's a good thing. That's something I've been wanting to see from Tamina for a while. I hope Tamina beats Bailey, so I'm going to go with Bailey. 
I mean, uh, I'm going to go with Tamina. <laughs> it's not as stupid, right? I hope she beats Bailey, so I hope, you know, I'm going to go with Bailey. I messed up. I, I'm going with Tamina on this one. I, I think. I think Bailey's had a hell of a run as the women's champion over on SmackDown. I really do. Um, let's see. Let's see what Tamina could do for a while. If she can't do it, then pop the belt back over on Bailey, and then possibly run. You know, Bailey and Sasha going into SummerSlam or whatever. But uh, I, w- I would love to see Tamina get a shot, a real legitimate, solid run with the women's championship. I think she's a very underrated and underappreciated talent. I've been a fan of Tamina's work since the first time I saw her, I think it was 2009, 2010 maybe. I, I want to say 2009. I think, I think it was like about a year after Natalia showed up. I think Natalia showed up was summer of 2008. I'm a big fan of Natalia. Um, not so much now, but definitely in the first five, six years that she was around. But yeah, I'm going to go with Tamina on that one. I hope Tamina picks up the victory. So, if, if I, I going back to that Fatal 4-Way match real quick, if I have to give an exact pick, I'm, um, I'm going to go with Miz and Morrison. So Miz and Morrison, and then we got Tamina. And then we've got the uh, Universal Championship match. Bray Wyatt challenges Braun Strowman. Is it going to be Bray Wyatt? Is it going to be The Fiend? Is it going to be a mix between the two? What's going on? There's a lot of intrigue behind this match. Braun Strowman just won the Universal Championship. It's a belt that he's been chasing after for coming up on three years now. And he's finally got it. And he, he got it by crazy circumstance, didn't he? Because of the uh, coronavirus, Roman Reigns pulling out, pulling himself out of, of WrestleMania. So they pop Braun Strowman in there, and he beats Goldberg and gets the belt. So Braun Strowman's got to be kissing or thanking his lucky stars and, and kissing that horseshoe that he's got up his ass. He's a very lucky man. Do I think it's ready to take the belt off him? Not yet. Let's see what he can do. You know, I, Unless somebody just completely, like, in their first run, the first two, three weeks as champion, give them some time to run, some time to spread their legs and their sprint and see what they can do, if they can carry the ball or not, or if they're going to fumble it. Because some people, it may take from one pay-per-view to another to kind of finally establish their footing as a champion. Some people take longer, some people get it right away. This is Braun Strowman's, technically his second, what, singles title that he's had he had the intercontinental title for like a minute and then he's got this universal title so it should, it should be interesting to see what's going on here um i do think that bray wyatt you know i think he has a right to be back in the title hunt to maybe even have the belt but the the character of the fiend now i can understand bray wyatt want the championship and if he doesn't get anything if he doesn't get his way the Fiend comes out, right? But the Fiend shouldn't care about championships. The Fiend shouldn't care if he's booed or if he's cheered. He shouldn't even care about wins or losses. The Fiend should be worried about being fed. He's a beast. He's a monster. He doesn't give a crap about if he's getting a push 
if he's getting paid, if he's got a title match, if he has a championship belt. The Fiend is one of those characters that doesn't care about that. Just like Mankind, when he first came in, the first year and a half, two years of Mankind, until they did the series of interviews where they humanized him and, and let us know who Mick Foley was, right? But Mankind didn't care about championships. He went up against Shawn Michaels, right? At Mind Games. Did he care about winning that title? Not really. He wanted to mutilate Shawn Michaels. He wanted to make the heartbreak kid, the boy toy, look as mangled as he did because he was jealous. He was jealous of Shawn's looks. He was jealous of how the digs, or the, the chicks dig the heartbreak kid. See what I mean? The Fiend is a vehicle for Bray Wyatt to get what he wants. If he wants the championship and he can't get it, he sicks the fiend after them. If he wants a chick and she's with somebody and he can't get it, get the chick. He sit he sicks the fiend after the dude to take him out so there's an opening so he can get in there. Not a bad analogy, you know, Bray Wyatt looking after a chick, right? But you you get what I'm talking about. That's the difference between the two characters that Bray Wyatt has. The, the Bray Wyatt that's like in the fun house and all that stuff and the Bray Wyatt that we've known before and then The Fiend. And I think they've, they've blurred the lines too much between the two and I think they really have to have a hard separation now. And I think the best thing for that was the feud that, they, that he just did with John Cena that led to the, you know, WrestleMania and the match that they did there. That was a hard split. Bray Wyatt had a problem with John Cena. But Bray Wyatt couldn't get the job done. So what did Bray Wyatt do? He sicked the fiend onto John Cena. And he ate him. He fed John Cena to the fiend. He fed the beast. I know. Who's going to win, Braun Strowman or Bray Wyatt, right? But that, that brings me you know, back to what I just got finished talking about. Is it Bray Wyatt or is it The Fiend? I think it's Bray Wyatt because Bray has the match with Braun. He's going to lose. He's not going to get the belt. And he's going to play further mind tricks to the point that we're going to have to see The Fiend go up against Braun Strowman. It's like how in NXT, how they did Finn Balor and the Demon. They ruined it on the main roster. NXT got it perfect. Obviously, they really don't do that now because it's kind of tarnished. But same philosophy there. Uh, WWE Championship match. Oh, yeah. Who's gonna, who am I going to win? Uh, I'm going to go with Braun Strowman for the Universal title match. For the WWE Championship match, Drew McIntyre defends against Seth Rollins. And that's... Um, that's that's another tricky match right there. Uh, I mean, with the, at least with Braun and Bray, we kind of get an idea of like, you know, if Bray loses, they can still have a rematch. It'll make sense. It'll still be fresh because you, you got the Fiend that can go after Braun, right? And make things interesting. With... Uh, Drew and and Seth like ah, 
this is like one of those things where we want to see Drew have a long title run, right? Seth Rollins has kind of been just, you know, he's been around the title picture for so long. 2019 was his year, man. It really was. It was the Seth Rollins experiment, just like 2015 was. I think uh, I think 2015 was a lot better than 2019 for Seth Rollins. Usually it's the second or third championship run that's a lot better than the first one. I think Seth Rollins' first championship run was phenomenal. I think that was when he was peaked. He peaked in 2015. He peaked. And unfortunately, it was, that, well, it was a knee injury, right, that took him out of action. He hasn't been the same since, in my opinion. Uh, this whole, you know, Monday Night Messiah thing, I'm loving it. Uh, having Murphy as his disciple, loving it. Great character development. It's putting Seth Rollins in a position that makes him an interesting character. It's doing something with Murphy. It's elevating him at the same time. And with Seth Rollins being in the title picture like this and Murphy being the disciple, it brings Murphy up as well. But I do think that Seth Rollins is going to be a just a pawn in the bigger picture of Drew McIntyre. I think Drew McIntyre will pick up the victory. I think they're going to put a lot of money and investment behind Drew McIntyre. I think he's going to be a major player. Whether it's going to be a huge match with Jinder Mahal, if they push Jinder Mahal to be parallel with Drew McIntyre and they collide around SummerSlam time, or if around SummerSlam time they bring Brock Lesnar back, and who knows what's going to happen with live crowds, if we're going to have live crowds by then or not. Um, you know, It'd be cool if we did. If we did, I think the big money match would be Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre rematch. And, you know, people are going to probably hate me for this, but you give Brock the belt back. And it's just a really long, long program here where you have Drew trying to get it back. He can't get it back. The Survivor Series, old school, man, old school. It's Team Brock versus Team McIntyre. You know what I mean? I think that would be cool. And then, like, if if Team McIntyre wins, he gets an opportunity against Brock at the Royal Rumble. And Drew gets the belt back at the Royal Rumble. And that same night, Jinder Mahal wins the Royal Rumble. And we got a WrestleMania main event set up in Hollywood. Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal. And Jinder Mahal, with WrestleMania being in Hollywood, Jinder Mahal could say, you know... We're going to turn Hollywood into Bollywood. You tie that into it. You got, a, you got a long program, old school style, that makes sense, that eventually leads to something that's got rich history behind it. And that's Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal. I Book it. Book it right there. Please do it. Book it right there. Jinder Mahal being built up to win the Royal Rumble all year long. You got Drew McIntyre working against Seth Rollins for a pay-per-view or two. And then you build up Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre at SummerSlam. Brock gets the belt back. Drew chases him. You have a team match thing over at, at Survivor Series. And then Drew's team wins. He gets an opportunity at the Royal Rumble. Drew gets the belt back. Jinder wins the Rumble. WrestleMania in Hollywood. Drew McIntyre defends against Jinder Mahal. So Drew McIntyre is my pick for this match. Now we've got the 
Money in the Bank matches. We got the women's match and we got the men's match. How many competitors? Let's see. In the women's, we got Asuka, Shayna, Nia, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, Carmella. That's six. Uh, six in the men's. Daniel Bryan, Rey Mysterio, Aleister Black, King Corbin, Otis, and AJ Styles. These matches will be taking place simultaneously. That's what it says. Um, okay. So, according to Wikipedia... What does this say here? I want to read this like word for word to make sense of this. Um, so it's going to take place. I, I, you know what? I can't find exactly word for word on this here. The new corporate ladder gimmick was added to the the matches in which the participants must travel from the ground floor of the building to the roof in order to locate the briefcase, which itself will be suspended above a ring on the roof. On May 1st episode of SmackDown, it was announced, oh, that was this past Friday, announced that uh, the men's and the women's matches would take place simultaneously at the same time. With the changes in format, the number of participants also reduced to six. Since the um, 2018 event, both men's and women's have featured eight wrestlers, evenly divided with the Raw and SmackDown brands. So these matches can take place simultaneously. I don't know if they're going to have like two different money in the banks or if there's, you know, even though you got women and you got men, if there's only going to be one briefcase and like the men are going to fight the women as well. Is it just every person for themselves or is it going to be two briefcases? I'd assume two briefcases, right? But simultaneously and they're, they, they, the ground floor and, and they work their way up. It'd be cool if they started instead of ground floor, if they started in the parking lot underneath, you know, the parking structure, uh, parking garage, underneath the building and work their way up. That'd be cool, too. But, ground floor. Oh, man. You know what? I want to pick two two people. I want to pick, um, like, a number one and then a number two. For the men, the number one person that I think should win it, I think, who would benefit the most out of it and could be um, a strong contender... I would I want to I want to see Alistair Black get money in the bank and hold on actually no no not Alistair Black let's uh, let's go with somebody over on SmackDown you know what give it to, give give it um give it to Daniel Bryan let Daniel Bryan have it no I feel like Jerry Lawler in the Royal Rumble right now I can't pick a single like prediction or a single winner ah uh, screw it give it give it to King Corbin I don't give a crap give it to King Corbin. Um, two-time Money in the Bank winner. This time he cashes it in, right? Against Braun Strowman down the road. I don't care. Do that. Um, I don't think... Ray shouldn't have it. Aleister Black, I mean, if he's over on Raw and if they are going to do the thing with, you know, Drew and Brock or Drew and Jinder, Aleister Black's nowhere to be seen in that next year. Um, Otis, I don't think would be believable to have it. Uh, AJ, if he had it cashed in and didn't get the belt, I think a lot of people would be upset. I would be upset. Daniel Bryan, there's rumors that he might be slowing his career down, so there's no reason to give it to him. So I think King Corbin might be, by default, the dude to get it, because he's over on SmackDown, can do something with Braun Strowman. He's off the the, the fresh push of you know the King of the Ring, uh, the big program with Roman Reigns earlier this year. And there's really nothing else for him to do but 
he's going to be there long term. So King Corbin is my pick, number number one pick for the men. Number two pick would be uh, Rey Mysterio. And you do Drew and, and Ray just have a fun filler match somewhere in between now and SummerSlam one-time thing or something like that. Because Ray, I don't think Ray's going to cash in unexpectedly on somebody. I think Ray would be the kind of person that'd be like, all right, I'm going to cash this in and it's going to be on this later date. So, yeah, King Corbin and Ray Mysterio. King Corbin, my number one. For the women, Shayna Baszler, number one, uh, without a doubt. Shayna Baszler, number one. Have her cash in on, on Becky at, at any time uh, kind of start building Shayna Baszler up as you know somebody like Edge right the uh, opportunistic person um, what was the ter- I can't remember the term it was something op- opportunistic right the uh, uh, king of opportunity or something like that with, with, with Edge um, but do that with Shayna Baszler number one I think she's she's got she deserves it. If I had to pick a number two, I'd go with um, I'd go with Lacey Evans. Nah, Carmella. I go with Carmella. I know she had money in the bank in the past. Who cares? Well, King Corbin did too, right? But he's my number one. So Shayna Baszler is my number one. Carmella is my number two. It kind of makes sense too, because I kind of have a raw pick and a SmackDown pick on both of them, right? King Corbin on SmackDown. Ray's on Raw, Shayna's on Raw, Carmella's on SmackDown. So those are, those are my picks. Just to recap real quick, my picks. Um, Miz and Morrison, Drew McIntyre, Tamina, Braun Strowman, King Corbin, and Shayna Baszler. Cool. I think that's I think that's it right there. That's that's my predictions for Money in the Bank this Sunday. And would you look at that? We're coming up to almost 30 minutes here. The the usual average time for an episode of All Blown Up. That's amazing. How I timed that like that. Didn't even try, but I did. It's cool. 9.19 p.m. Tuesday, May 5th, Pacific Standard Time, by the way. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap things up. Get my predictions. Um... You know, told everybody about the new merch. We got the Gorilla Position T-shirt, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Ring Scoops. Um, got the the Bella Twins book. Can't wait to read it. Talk about it next week on All Blown Up. Uh, this Friday for Slam and Jam fans, this Friday, uh, May eighth, is going to be a special Slam and Jam stream live, four p.m. Pacific, seven p.m. Eastern. Twitch.tv slash Ring Scoops Guy Slam and Jam High Voltage Special Main Event. Is going to be Iron Mike Tyson defending the Slam Jam Championship against Horace Pinker. Also, Marty McFly and Doc Brown are going to be in tag team action as well. You won't want to miss it. Slam Jam High Voltage, live Friday, May 8th, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. Twitch.tv slash ringscoopsguy. Go to ringscoops.com and find all, of, all the info. Ringscoops.com. That'll take you everywhere. That'll take you to everything. The shop. The podcast, the YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, everything Ring Scoops, right there on ringscoops.com. It is your hub for all professional wrestling needs of Ring Scoops. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that about wraps it up for All Blown Up. I'm that Ring Scoops guy saying thank you, good night, and be cool. <laughs>